released. Six seconds of power play time remaining. Henson was thrown out of the uh, face-off circle because Desch went over to shout instructions to Kalorn. Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away oh, I said Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have half a mind To leave you, babe That means I have half a mind To stay Good evening. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. My name is Mike. How you doing? Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture and events going on everywhere in the world, especially Ann Arbor, which is where we are situated right now. There is a film with a food theme at the Ann Arbor Film Festival this evening I'd like to talk to you about. First of all, the Ann Arbor Film Festival is having its 50th year. It's a monumentous occasion. If you haven't been to the film festival... Experimental films, documentary films, animated films, an amazing selection of films. It's been going on since Tuesday. It's going to continue through Sunday. You can find out all about it at aafilmfest.org. I'll just mention, first of all, tonight at 7.15 at the Michigan Theater is going to be a retrospective of films by Bruce Bailey. The film festival says in their program they're honored to have Bruce Bailey in attendance for the presentation of three programs of some of the most important films to emerge from American avant-garde filmmaking. These programs comprise the core of a large and astonishing series of masterworks created by the artist over five decades. It's going to be at 7.15 tonight at the main auditorium of the Michigan Theater. And in a moment, we're going to hear from the director of the film that's going to air at 9.15 tonight, The Strawberry Tree. That's a film about one of Cuba's last fishing villages. But first of all, a song about fishing and a song about a fishing village and a song about social inequities. This doesn't necessarily, I'm not saying this represents the film in any way, but this is about fishing. It's called No Fish Today. Here is Kid Creole and the Coconuts, and we join the fishermen and a guest.
Creole and the Coconuts and No Fish Today, a fictional tale of a fishing village. But at the Ann Arbor Film Festival tonight, there is a documentary about a fishing village, one of the last fishing villages in Cuba. But it's described as the final sigh of one of Cuba's last fishing villages in the program for the film festival. The film was shot in a remote hamlet of Cuba only weeks before it disappeared at the hands of Hurricane Ike. It was located where Columbus first set anchor in his 1492 discovery of the New World. The village hosted a singular fishing community where traits and habits of the Taino indigenous population had survived and mixed with those of the Spanish colonizers. The film primarily focuses on the daily routines of two families while they prepare for Children's Day and the next day's fishing expedition. I spoke to the director of the film. The film is called The Strawberry Tree. The director is Simone Rapisarda Casanova. I spoke to him in just an hour ago at the Ann Arbor Film Festival. I'd like to talk about your film, which is set in a small Cuban town called Juan Antonio. Could you tell me what brought you to the town? Uh, well, that's a very long story. Um, it, um, well, I'm originally from uh, um, a Sicilian, uh, from Sicily, and uh, uh, I grew up uh, next to a fishing village that now doesn't exist anymore. And uh, like Sicily, uh, because of tourism, has been tra- uh, transformed over the past uh, 50 years. Um, so I, I was really interested to see what was going on in other parts of the world regarding to fishing villages. I know that these places are disappearing all over the world, and I, I thought that uh, in Cuba I might uh, have found uh, still some fishing village, and in fact I was lucky to, fi- to find probably the, the last one just before it, uh, it disappeared. Uh, tell me about the people that you met there. Well, um, they, I, uh, I really wouldn't know how to describe that. They're, it's, 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 uh, they're really amazing people. Uh, it's, um, it's so strange, it's, uh, and it, it was so humbling to, to be among them. In a way, um, several of them, they, they had uh, um, in, you know, university degrees, and they, they really they were there um, because of a, um, a life choice. And uh, also to continue the the job that they had, well, the job, the the trade that they been inherited, they had inherited from uh, from their ancestors, and uh, so they they were really very knowledgeable about also my enterprise as a filmmaker. They're trying to. 
to make make a, a, an ethnographic film about them and they and they were uh, um, mocking it uh, because you know in a certain way it's it's uh, uh, yeah it was uh, it, it it was yeah it was fun so it's um, I really they are really amazing people and you can see that in the film we we became uh, we really became friend of the over the time of. Uh, of the shooting and uh, yeah we are still in contact and uh, it's um, it, it's so nice to see that uh, that uh, there are people that uh, can enjoy well they could enjoy you know uh, life without really thinking about money or stressing about anything that we in the western world think is important but maybe it's not. So you, uh, during the filming, were watching a couple of families prepare for a very special event. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Uh, um, the, 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 the biggest event uh, uh, was the, this uh, fishing uh, expedition that was supposed to... Um, um, all that is depicted at the end of the film that uh, and it's something that um, it doesn't happen very often and uh, because a lot of fish is caught uh, during this expedition this fish is sold to um, to people coming from the city or from other villages and uh, it in a way it's probably the only the only way in which uh, these people earn uh, money and uh, all the other means, uh, uh, all the other fishing is during the year is mostly done for themselves, for their families. So uh, this is uh, this um, fishing expedition is is what connects them to to the rest uh, of the world. Yeah. Um, what would you say that it may be hard to put into a few words, but what are some of the feelings you get from making the film? What it, what did what did it what did you get out of it? I guess is one way of putting it. In a way, it's it's um, it was uh, quite an introspective uh, experience. I, um, I I I I was born in the, in the Western world, what they call the First World, and uh, and uh, that is Italy and uh, Europe, and now I live in Canada. And uh, um, I think that so many so many things. Um, that we consider important are, are really not, and I, I, I always uh, try to um, get rid in uh, in my life of things that uh, I thought were important, but then I realize they're not. And and every and every day, every week, every year, I find more things that I could easily do without. So mm-hmm. this experience was really uh, was really uh, eye-opening because. Um, um, in a way, they, they, yeah, they were really mm, probably among the best teachers I've ever had in my life. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN, FM Ann Arbor, show about food and culture, film and events all over Ann Arbor. We're just hearing from Simone Rapisarda Casanova, the director of the film The Strawberry Tree, his first full-length film. It's appearing at the Ann Arbor Film Festival at the Michigan Theater tonight at 9.15. A film shot in the remote hamlet of Juan Antonio, Cuba, only weeks before it disappeared at the hands of Hurricane Ike. 
That film's tonight at 9.15. You can find out all about the Ann Arbor Film Festival at aafilmfest.org. Thank you, Simone, for speaking to me. Now, this is the 50th Ann Arbor Film Festival. A lot's going on tonight. As I mentioned earlier, there's a retrospective of films by Bruce Bailey, created by the artist over the last five decades, representing all of those. That's at 7.15. The film The Strawberry Tree is at 9.15. And Films in Competition, which is one of, which is the meat or the tofu, if you wish, of the film festival. Films in Competition tonight at 9.30, including one called Chakra. It's described by the film fest by Jordan Belson is the creator of that film, described as one of the greatest artists and filmmakers who created non-objective, abstract films. Jordan Belson made over 30 films between the late 1940s and 2005. This film, Chakra, was one of six films of his, of his that were screened at the film festival during the 1970s. You can see that tonight, along with other films, at 9.30 at the film festival. We've been thinking about fishing villages and people fishing. This is a song from the fish's point of view. This is Dave Boutet, and this is Waltz for Smelt. The fish escapes. The fish says, I won't boil in oil for a flatlander's plate. When she shines in the light, yeah, my heart will collide With the fortune we hold by our ill-fated birth There's so much to bear for how little it's worth We stay clear of the shallows come early spring Cause there's a man waiting there with boots on his feet Sweet band of heave, he calls out the tune, and we dance like silver in the light of the moon. Now the current's so strong after the thaw, it's a wonder. Turn 
Dave Boutet, Waltz for Smelt, from his album The Piccolo Heart. Dave Boutet, an Ann Arbor artist, singer, songwriter, guitarist, all-around good guy. That's from his album The Piccolo Heart, from 2007. Waltzing for Smelt. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN, a show about food and culture, fishing villages, and a fish that got away. I saw a luminous fish on the streets of Ann Arbor once. I really, truly did. I was not under the influence of anything in particular except under the influence of inspiration by a full moon. I will be more specific now. There is a full moon festival every year in Ann Arbor now, and the Sublime Moonlight event features enormous processions of community, handmade, illuminated sculptures carried by dancing teams of merrymakers as they thread their way downtown to Washington and Ashley Streets in the heart of Ann Arbor. That's the Fool Moon Festival, and it's tomorrow night from 8 p.m. to midnight. Pageant participants and revelers alike will enjoy delicious candlelit treats, it says on their website. 
candlelit treats. I don't know if you'll actually be lighting those treats on fire. I don't know if it's Saganaki particularly, but candlelit treats and craft-brewed spirits Roving, shimmering shadow puppet performances, building-sized experimental film, experimental film, again, and many more luminary surprises. So the Ann Arbor Film Festival continues at the Michigan Theater all week, and Fool Moon is tomorrow night on the streets of Washington and Ashley Streets in the heart of Ann Arbor. And Fool Moon Festival is followed soon after by Festifools, which is kind of the mother of Full Moon that gave birth to the moon. Fest of Fools happens on Sunday, April 1st. It's a gigantic public art spectacular featuring magnificent, huge, bizarre, politically incorrect, human-powered, papier-mâché puppets walking down the streets of Main Street. This is all true. And we're going to hear a little bit in just a moment from the fellow who was one of the co-founders of Fest of Fools. In fact, why don't we just, uh, I believe he's... Uh, right here. Is this him? I believe it's is him. Let's talk to Mark Tucker, one of the creators of Festifools. Is that you? I'm looking at many, many marionettes, large puppets, large beings, heads, tails, creatures, many different colors, many ghosts of Festifools past. Could you tell me uh, whether I'm dreaming or whether this is really happening? What's going on? Yeah, you're looking at the same thing I'm looking at, I think. Uh, you know, we're all in the same dream here, I guess. Yeah. Okay. No, pretty, uh, you're in the Festival Studio, which is, uh, I don't know, about three stories tall and uh, 50 by 50 feet, and chock-a-block with all kinds of creations, all uh, designed by students at the University of Michigan and uh, created by community members that come in and help on the weekends to bring them to life. So tell me how uh, Festivals got started. Well, there's several stories. Uh, you want the you want the real one? Um, I'll take the whichever is <laughs> the most interesting. The most interesting. Well, it goes back a while uh, to when uh, I, I was actually a graduate student at the University of Michigan um, back, uh, well, 30 years. And uh, when I got out, out of art school, I was trying to find a job, like any art major, and I um, happened upon an ad in Detroit, and it was a blind ad. And I didn't know what the job was for, but it said something like advertising or whatever. And so I went, and uh, same thing that happened to you today. I walked into this big room full of this crazy stuff, and I was actually at the Michigan Thanksgiving Parade uh, headquarters. Oh, wow. Surprise. And, yeah, and, but when I, I looked inside, I had this real sense of, like, I had arrived, you know? I didn't know these places exist, but I knew it was a place I wanted to be, yeah. With really huge, giant floats everywhere, different colors and things? Right. And, and at the time, I, I literally, I didn't know a hammer from a screwdriver. I remember the guys laughing, sending me for a left-handed hammer, and I was gone for like 20 minutes looking for one. <laughs> so after that, though, um, you know, I, I learned the ropes and became the art director for the Thanksgiving Parade for a little while. And uh, they sent me to Italy, which was really nice of wow. them. And uh, there I worked with some float artists in a small town on the coast of Italy where they've been creating floats five stories tall, all made out of paper mache, uh, you know, for the last 130 years. So wow. there was a lot to learn there, and um, I, I hadn't seen anything like it in the States, and there's really nothing to compare. And I thought, well, what if we could bring a little piece of that, you know, back to um, Ann Arbor? And that's really how it started in one way. And then another way, um, we also create uh, sets for community, community theater 
And at the time we were, uh, this is about seven years ago, we were making sets for Fiddler on the Roof and we had a dream scene and we decided to make these giant uh, puppets of the nightmare uh, that Frumacera was having and so we came down through the aisles with these nightmarish um, uh, creatures and uh, they were very effective. I mean it was really uh, scary wow. and uh, small children ran out of the theater <laughs> and that's when I knew, you know, hey, we were onto something. We're scaring small children. This right. is it. We've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what would it, what would it be like if we made you know fifty of these, and what would it be like if we weren't confined to a play? So, uh, essentially, that's how festivals started. And festivals continues. That's on Sunday from 4 till 5 p.m. on Main Street. And how did they do it, making 50 puppets? Well, they're not, they're not all scary. It's okay. A lot of great big fun puppets, in fact. Maybe a few weird ones, a few wacky ones. Elaborate puppets, some of them powered by three or four people walking through the street. There's some really cute ones. There's some really crazy ones. Really, really, really magnificent puppets. That's Festivals on Sunday, April 1st. Wouldn't you know it's April Fool's Day from 4 to 5 p.m. on Main Street. And once again, to remind you, the Ann Arbor Film Fest continues at the Michigan Theater. The Bruce Bailey Retrospective starts at 7.15. Tonight at 9.15 is The Strawberry Tree by the director I spoke to earlier, Simone Rapisarda Casanova, about one of Cuba's last fishing villages. That's at 9.15 tonight. I've been Mike, this is Pandora's Lunchbox, and I'm still Mike. In just a moment, Arwolf will help us to face the music. For the moment, right now, we're listening to some music by Philip Tabane and Malombo. Just a little of that. But let's go out with a little bit of foolishness, also to do with fish. We've had a fishing theme all through this. I can't decide if the replacements are foolish or if the subject of their song is foolish. Yeah, I think the replacements are foolish. I think they're pretty foolish. Let's go out, though, now with the replacements. This is a song called... All he wants to do is fish. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor.
بشیم پا CBN FM Ann Arbor 88.3 megahertz exactly thank you Mike Perini for another scintillating 30 minutes of psychological rearrangement and deprogramming this is Radio Free Ann Arbor it's experimental experiential radio live from the University of Michigan it's run by students with lots of community involvement. It is the University of Michigan's longest continuously running alternative education program. And it also spells outreach. This show is called Face the Music. It is named after the song um, introduced, uh, or at least popularized by Fred Astaire, written by Irving Berlin. I'll be playing the Fred Astaire version, actually. I was going to play the Ted Fiorito version of Let's Face the Music and Dance, but it's the film festival. i got to play Fred Astaire. To get there, let's go to Madagascar. This is uh, a band led by trombonist Wilbur de Paris. He was born in Crawfordsville, Indiana in 1900. By the time he was my age, in April 1955, He was living in the village in New York with a lot of tropical birds, exotic plants, modern paintings, and probably some pretty groovy friends up in there. Anyway, he always insisted that if the people who originated the New Orleans jazz style, the traditional New Orleans jazz style, if they were around in 1955, they would probably be making music that sounds like this. That's why he calls the band... Wilbur de Paris and his new New Orleans Jazz, 1955. Let's face the music. <laughs> 